Hey guys, it's Ed. I'm coming to you live from Central Park. It's very rainy and there's going to be some background noise. I apologize for that. Um, but I wanted to get this episode out and in the can before I start my weekend drinking. So right now I'm day drinking. And tonight I will be weekend drinking. There's a difference. If you don't want to know what that difference is... I'll do an episode to educate you on the different kinds of drinking. Actually, that might be kind of fun. I'll add that to the specialty episodes that we're going to be doing. Um, speaking of, I I have been working on the celebrity conspiracy theory, so um, you can anticipate hearing that very, very soon. Um, I, I wanted it to be a special, a, a special event, so... Um, it'll probably be episode 100. Um, but let's, let's get into the thick of it here and talk about Chris Brown. He was arrested last night after his concert. Now, I don't know about you all, but if the police were after me, they would not wait until I was done recording this podcast. They would just come and arrest me. Um... Some will argue that, you know, they were trying to save him the embarrassment. But guess what? The tabloids were already there. The reporters were already there. They knew what was happening. There was no saving him from nothing. Let, let, let's just make that very, very clear. There was no, oh, you know, nobody was going to know what happened. Everybody knew what was going to happen. Um, and the whole arrest stems from an incident last year, um, 2017 where Chris Brown allegedly attacked a reporter. Or not a reporter, a photographer. Um, The photographer did refuse medical treatment when the police came, but said very clearly that he wanted to prosecute Chris Brown for a cut on his lip. Some people will say that that's petty and that he shouldn't have done that. Others will argue that Chris Brown has to pay for his crime. I'm going to be the latter. Um, so many times we've seen Chris Brown just skate, skate away or, and nothing really happens to him. You know, he... He gets away with so much because he's a celebrity. Um, he beat Rihanna. There were no charges. He... Um, he was arrested. Um, there were drugs and stuff found in his house. Nothing happened. There was one charge that did end up sticking. I forgot what it was. And he got probation. And But he's still allowed to tour. And I get it. You know, he's a celebrity. He's a singer. Singers make most of their money in tours. But why are why is he being given preferential treatment if that were someone else? They would not have the option to go around the country or the world. Um, and, and still make the, the money that they make. And furthermore, why does this man still have a career? Now, I'm not suggesting that his record label drop him because he probably does make his record label money. I'm more looking at the fans. We've seen... Kevin Spacey's career implode. We've seen 
Harvey Weinstein. Um, go down in flames. Um, James Franco, his career didn't really implode. It's kind of, I would say, shaky at this point. But, you know, he didn't get the, the Oscar nomination that everyone thought that he was going to get. Um, but, you know, these are just some examples of of careers that have exploded because of allegations. But it seems to, with Chris Brown and R. Kelly both, don't, these allegations only seem to uh, heighten their popularity. Um, you know, and it's it's just not okay. Like, I, I've never been a fan of Chris Brown, um, admittedly. Um, and because domestic violence touches on a nerve that I don't care to discuss, um, right now at least, I, I really feel like that something has to happen to this man. Like, some, a charge has to stick. Something has to be done. Because we're sending a message that it's okay to beat your partner. It's okay to beat up whomever you want at will. And it, it, that's just not okay. And I will be right back. All right, after that last segment, let's do a little bit of a palate cleanser here. Gloria Estefan and, well, I should say Gloria and Emilio Estefan are celebrating the 42nd anniversary of their first kiss. Now, I don't know, like, that just seems a little excessive to me. Maybe because I've never really had a relationship that lasted longer than um, two years. And even at that, after, like, three months, I was already tired of him. So, maybe that's why. Maybe I just haven't found the right guy yet. Um, but it just seems very silly to me to celebrate something so trivial. Of course, in these days and times, um, with Trump running amok and all, you know, just all the craziness that has consumed our world, maybe I'm in the wrong here. Maybe, maybe it's not so weird. Um, but they went to Miami Club, the Miami Club, um, Novikov, where they shared their first kiss and they, they recreated it in the, um, the dining area. And it's, it was weird. And it was, it was just a, a little side note. As I'm recording this, some, a very cute gentleman walked by me. And he's also recording a podcast. So hello, hello, podcaster. It is so nice to see you. Um, maybe this will be a little meet cute. Gloria Estefan and Emil might bring me to um, my gym guy. Anyways, um, let's get back to the couple at hand. Um, you know, I've always wondered what it'd be like to be part of a couple that did that sort of thing. Like, oh, we're going to celebrate the anniversary of our first kiss, our first date, our first time making love. But, I mean, the reality is, does anybody really want that many celebrations? And especially if all of those celebrations happen on one day. 
don't give me that side eye. I'm gay. It's very, very possible that all of those things could happen on the same day. I mean, it's not like I'm a lesbian where I'm going to get married on the same day as I go on my first date. Sorry, lesbians. I love you. Um, I'm getting really strange looks here in the park. Um, but let's... Let's... Uh, let's just think about this for a second, though. Like, yes, it's very sweet and very rom com and very romantic. But... Where do you draw the line? Do you draw the line at the first time you left the bathroom door open when you had to pee? Or how about your first shower together? Like, where is that line where you're like, all right, that's enough first? Like, first date, I I totally understand. I could even make the argument for a first time having sex, especially because... um, when I came out, that was kind of like the marker for gay couples. At least the gay men that I knew, we would all say, okay, well, this is when we became officially boyfriends, the first time we made love. And so that's, kind, you know, that's why I say, but the first kiss, like, I've had so many first kisses that I either might get confused or not remember which okay to be honest I would probably remember because I'd mark it in my calendar like I I remember my first kiss with he who does not exist it was October 17th um again it was the first it was the day that we first had our first date and all of that so and the reason why I still remember is because I hoarded it away that was when he forgot I could get mad at him and get a really cool present or something out of it. Um, so, you know, I don't know. Let me know what you guys think about this. I want to hear. Um, email me at, ed, at authoredanderson.com. Tell me, do you celebrate your first kiss, your first date, um, the first time you had sex, the first time you whatever? I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. I was flirting with Mr. Fellow Podcaster. I think we need to find a better name for him. We'll get on that. Um, in the meantime, let's talk some Cardi B. Now, you all know I'm not a big fan of her. I, I've never actually heard her music. Um, mostly because I only listen to Apple Music. Um, only $9.99 a month. Shout out. Um... And if Apple decides that they want to pay me for that shout-out, you can send it to my PayPal at authoredanderson.com on PayPal. I'm not going to get any money, am I? They're going to be like, who the fuck are you? Um, And that's kind of what Cardi B is saying to um, her former manager, Clinard Shaft. First of all, what kind of freaking name is that the name makes me mad not as mad as chris brown beating somebody but pretty mad nonetheless Uh, um so shaft is suing cardi b saying 
he got her on Love and Hip Hop, created her image, and um, helped um, get her a record deal with Sony, and that she has completely cut him out. Well, Cardi B being who Cardi B is, turned that shit around and was like, mm-mm. No, no, no. You ain't getting none of my money. I want your money. You owe me $15 million. She says that he, um, he locked her into a bad management deal. Um, he, um, he was getting 20% commission off of everything that she did, including Love and Hip Hop, and then tried to get 50% of her publishing royalties from Sony. And um, also tried to tell her who she could and could not date. And who she could or could not be friends with. So, there's a lot to unpack here. But I think the, the most important part is both of these lawsuits are probably going to be thrown out. Um, neither one are sound very professional or like lawyers actually wrote them. It sounds more like two hip-hop artists decided to slap at each other and decided to use a legal channel rather than release singles. Um, and, you know, frankly, Cardi B probably didn't want to release a single because then Chef would get a bunch of money from her and she's really trying to avoid that. Um, but unless she signed the contract with him under duress, the judge is not going to take that into consideration. Um, because the, the whole thing is, is a contract, even if it's shitty, is binding because you signed it. If you didn't want to sign it or... If you realize afterwards that it was a bad deal, then you have to get out of it legally. You can't. You can't sue to get out of it. Look at Kesha. She has tried and tried and tried to get away from Dr. Luke, to no avail, and that's because she signed the contract. And there's been nothing. There's been no proof. There's been no evidence. Um that there was anything bad happening to her. Now, I'm not saying it didn't happen. In fact, I'm pretty sure it did, because he's skeevy, and if Kelly Clarkson doesn't like you, then you're, you're a sleaze and a douche. Um, but what I am saying is that, from a legal standpoint, there has to be a good, solid reason for... Um, getting out of a contract or at least suing because of a contract that has not happened um, in this case now maybe she'll bring forth evidence um, when it goes to trial if it goes to trial I don't know what I'm going to say though is if you're an artist independent or if you're looking for a major label Please, 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 please read your contract first. And I'm going to go into uh, more details on that in the op-ed in a, um, as our last segment. 
I'll be right back. Okay, and I'm back. So we had the happy love story with Gloria Estefan and um, Emilio Estefan. Now we're going to talk about something a little sadder. Um, Will Smith was being interviewed. I don't know. He must have a movie coming out or something. And he he came out and said that he no longer calls Jada Pinkett Smith his wife. Calls her his life partner. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, you know. Uh, um, Gay people have been... Um, have several names that they call their partners. Um, they can call them partner, they can call them boyfriend, they can call them, um, girlfriend, husband, wife, um, partner, which I've already said, life partner, um, spouse, domestic partner, um, I'm sure there's more that I'm missing, but you kind of get the point. So... There's nothing too salacious in that, except when you add in the media takeout blind um, that says that they've they've actually Jada and Will have actually divorced, and they're keeping it on the down low until next year. Now, it would be very easy to call BS on that blind because. Jada has a habit of oversharing and um, just revealing everything on her Facebook talk show, um, Red Table something, Red Round Table or something like that. But in this case, there have been rumors dogging them for years that there was going to be a divorce. So it really would not surprise me. It would not really surprise me in the least. Um, what does surprise me is that there's um, that people are still trying to make Will Smith seem straight. Um, it, 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 this seems to be a media takeout and um, more of an urban gossip thing. The the other gossip sites like Blind um, Blind Gossips, um, Crazy Days and Nights, um, delisted not so much, but I believe Perez Hilton, which. I haven't been on Perez Hilton in a year, so maybe either he changed his, um, changed the story or changed his tune, whatever, but there was a very heavy, heavy implication that Will Smith was gay. Um, I don't know if he is or not, but it's really funny, like, they're, they're definitely trying to make him out to be a ladies' man in the blind, saying that he will definitely be seen with women because he's legally single. Now, just that wording alone, kind of, and it just hit me as I was, I was talking, that's why I do the podcast, and because it gives me a chance to hear out loud what, what's being said. The wording is very interesting. They don't say that he's dating women. They say that he's going to be seen in public with women because he's legally single. That could mean a lot of things. Like, I can, I'm seen in public with, with November O'Malley, with Leanne and Christine... Um, who uh, hopefully I can get the co-host with me again because that was a lot of fun and you all seemed to love it. Um, and also um, Natalie, who is just a one-name wonder because I refuse to say her last name. Uh, 
and yes, I did tell her that I refused to say her last name. And and she said it for me like I was going to remember or be able to say it. So, Natalie, one name. that That is her official, just Natalie. Um, but, you know, I really think that it would not surprise me that they they divorced. Um, and it would not surprise me because um, it just, when people overshare, I get really sus- uh, really suspicious of, of why they're oversharing. Like, I don't need to know about your vagina, Jada. Save that for your lover. Okay? I don't need to know that your kids walked in on you having sex. Do you want me to come up to your house and tell you that my mom caught me making out with my boyfriend and I told her it was just CPR lessons? No. You would look at me like I was a crazy freak of nature. So that's how I'm looking at you. Okay? Okay. I'll be right back. And I'm back. So I I mentioned in the Cardi B segment that I wanted to um, talk about contracts. And there's a reason for this. Um, and, and yes, I did cover this in the... I, I did a segment for Zcast um, where I talked about contracts and writing and whatnot. Um, so I, and I, I really want to launch another podcast called Drunk Writing because who doesn't love drunk writing? Um, as the famous quote says, write drunk, edit sober. Um, but, so this will be kind of a test to see if you guys like it or not. And I have to find another, either Anchor needs to let me do two or more podcasts, or I have to find another, um, host, because while Zcast is great, I've recorded four segments and only one have, has appeared. The rest just kind of disappear. Um, it's really bizarre to me. Anyways, contracts. So, I was offered a contract for my novel, Shape of Love. And, you know, I I really thought about it. Um, They weren't offering me in advance. They... But, you know, it was a really well-known publisher. I'm not going to name names here because um, I got to say something for the wedding night. And so they offered me a contract. It was uh, was just for one book, Shape of Love. Um, But once you're, basically once you're in with this publisher, you're in. Like, you you can pretty much um, build a career. And I know this, and I, I really appreciate it. However, the contract they offered me was not something that I was okay with. Um, it was a 70-30 split in their favor, which is completely standard. I get it. I, you know, I don't need people yelling at me telling me that, um, that this is something that's normal. I, I totally get it. And just like I'm pretty sure Cardi B got it when she signed her contract with, with, um, with Shaft. Um, but they also wanted me to 
um, put in money for marketing. Now, when I say put in money, I don't mean, like, pitching and, you know, it would be a, like a match-for-match thing. No. They wanted me to pay for the marketing. And they wanted it done their way. Which, okay, their way is probably very successful because, you know, they've been in business for a long time. But my thing is, you want to do it your way, you're going to pay for it. You're asking me to give you a set amount of money. And, you know, there's, there's no incentive for me. Yes, I, you know, I'll have a best-selling book. I can have a best-selling book on Amazon and do things my way. You know, and because they've been in business so long, I can go to, I can hire um, um, someone to help me with the marketing and learn what their strategy is and, and sell it that way. Now, Shape of Love is a very niche book. Um, it's an LGBT romance, so... But... More than that, like, okay, they offered me editing, which I had already done. I did it with the help of Grammarly, I did it with the help of Hemingway, and I used my own editor. So, there was, there was no incentive. I wasn't going to get the money back for hiring my editor. And I explained this. I explained everything. I said, I'm not asking you. I'm not trying to negotiate with you. I'm not trying to... I understand that this is your standard contract. I understand that this is what you um, offer everybody. However, it's unacceptable to me because I've already done the work. I've already paid for the editing. You want me to give you X amount of money for marketing... That I have no say in. Um, you're basically you are gonna have full control of my book. You're gonna have full rights. If you want to sell the movie rights, I I just have to sit there and collect my check. Now, that's fine because as as a um aspiring screenwriter I say aspiring because I have not yet been paid for a screenplay but as an aspiring screenwriter I can walk away from a screenplay like write it get in the WGA collect my fee boom it's yours do what you want with it I know going in that this is going to happen it's different with the novel because you I'm still participating in this you want me to promote it on my social networks, on channels, which I'm doing anyways, um, not just on the podcast, but on my Facebook, on my Instagram, on my Twitter, and anywhere else I can think to promote it, on my um, writing.com account. So, you know, uh, I'm promoting it like crazy, but not overdoing it. That's a whole different topic um, for another drunk writing. Um, but, you know, there was, there was so much that they wanted me to do, and I was getting so little in return. If it had been a more fair split, maybe 60-40, or if they had pitched in for the marketing, or did the marketing themselves, I might have been more okay with it. Um, 
But as it was, they were, everything was in their favor, and I wasn't going to get locked into a contract where everything is in their favor. You know, and I, I've had people tell me, including um, someone I really admire in the writing world, um, I should have just taken it. It would have been my first publishing contract, got my foot in the door. Once the book sold really well, the next contract I could have renegotiated and got a better deal. And maybe that's true. But I'm sitting on at least a dozen manuscripts ready to publish. And I, I think that the indie route is better for me. Because, again, the contract wasn't worth it. And I know that because I read the contract, and that's what I'm really urging you to do. If you're an artist, please, please, please read your contract. Don't just sign it because... It, you think it gives you an extra level of prestige. Don't just sign it because you think this is my way to get rich. Because all it's going to do is cause you a world of trouble. Um, you know, I, I had a friend who went through that, and maybe I can get her on the podcast one day, um, and we can talk a little bit about what happened with, with her contract. Until then, have a great weekend. Um, I, unless something, a big story breaks, I think I'm taking the weekend off, um, because I'm really behind on my Camp Nano story, so, um, I will be drinking and writing. So, cheers to you all.